Cheetah, cheetah, ada, air to Thank God it's first. Thank God it's first Friday. Hello, everybody. I'm Brother Luke Rowicki. I'm Brother Andrew Tory. We are really excited for this December episode of TGIF. F. We actually stopped doing that. At the beginning, when we first started this over a year ago, I would always say TGIF. F. And Brother Andrew would finish it off. Exactly. We got to get back to that. That's right. This episode, we're going to be talking about how you and your family can have an ecological Christmas. That's right. So we have four tree tips to share with you today. (laughs) That was was my idea, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Tree tips, why? Because around this time of year, everyone's going out to the Christmas tree farms or orchards. That's right. Or that that little, you know, makeshift place like in between a highway where they put up the Christmas trees. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But even even if it is just kind of makeshift, it it brings joy. Yeah. Because, you know, it's Christmas is coming. And there's so many beautiful experiences that we've all had at Christmas. And this year, we don't want you to cut down your tree, but... We want you to sink those roots deep. And so that's what an ecological Christmas is all about. And here comes our warning. Whenever you hear this little jingle, you know here comes another tip. A tree tip. Boom, boom, boom. Ecological Christmas. Oh, that was out of tune, Brother Luke. Let's do it again. Give me the first note. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Ecological Christmas. Perfect. A little bit of dissonance. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get it eventually. So, um, but before we get into our main theme, Ecological Christmas, uh, we just had a concert here at the seminary a couple days ago. Um, If you're interested, look up the YouTube channel Colegio LC Roma. So, like, Colegio is in Spanish, C-O-L-E-G-I-O-L-C Roma. We had a concert to bring hope because this time of year uh, is a time of family and people getting together, but it's not always possible that's right with all the restrictions and with the pandemic which everyone understands but it doesn't make it any easier necessarily right uh so we did this concert called the you are not alone concert to bring hope we had a blast doing it it was so much fun to watch brother luke was up there um emceeing and and singing and and all the brothers and there were even some professors playing the violin the piano the saxophone clarinet singing it was it was it was it was a fun party yeah it was it was just it was a family style event as well because uh, we had brothers, like Brother Andrew mentioned, like from every single community. We have three communities in this one house. We have the professor community, mm-hmm. uh, and they live on one side of the building. And then we have the philosophy community, all the brothers studying uh, philosophy here, and then theology community. And it was a big family collaboration effort. Uh, and then we, had, we were connecting with with brothers and priests all over the world, plus families and friends. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And while I was preparing for that, Brother Andrew was preparing something else. That's right. I was in the middle of printing out a 700-page new songbook for the seminary. Oof. How long? When did you start working on that project? So I got involved with this project uh, earlier this year. Uh, it was probably around February or March, I would say, um, maybe if not even a little bit earlier. Um, it was a project that's been in the works for about five years. There were two years where nothing was going on. Um, So about three years of work. And the big thing we wanted to do with this new songbook was we have this songbook that we've been using in Rome for 20 years. And, you know, we've been learning new songs. We've been some of the songs that were included. We don't sing anymore. And so we just needed to update it. And so with all these new songs that we've been learning, you know, we've been printing out like these extra sheets of paper and you have to give it to put it in the chapel so the brothers can take them and sing it. And so we decided, okay, we're going to throw away all that. 
And we're going to put this all in a nice, big, nice new big book and give it a hardcover, give it some ribbons because the old book doesn't have any ribbons. And I like ribbons. You know, you put them in the song. Oh, the, so nice. For the communion song and have it all ready. Is it going to be a gift I can open up on uh, Christmas Eve? For or Christ- when is this going to be ready? Christmas Eve mass for the Luke. Actually. That's right. That's the idea. Hey. And we're going to have, um, we're going to get some shelves and put them in the chapel so the brothers don't have to take the book back and forth. It's actually going to be kind of a thick book. It's 700 pages. But but I'm I'm so happy to see the work coming to to its conclusion because it's so much work proofreading all the songs, making sure things are spelled correctly, making sure you know how sometimes when you have music in a song the word is divided like by a little hyphen, making sure all those word divisions are correct and and I imagine when you are editing a book before it's published that you you're looking at all the little nitty gritty details and I know that you and and the other brother brother George working on the book have been doing that. Because imagine once you've printed out, I don't know how many copies of this book, yeah. it must eat away at you once yeah, yeah, it's yeah. already been printed and you look That's and you're right. like, no, there's a note out of place. And it's going to happen in the first five minutes, Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but I mean, you know... That's we just do your best, and there there are going to be some mistakes. Yes, who, who knows what they're what they are, but there are going to be some mistakes. But the, most of them are have were caught by my by my red pen. I was in my room, you know, hunkered down by the light of my lamp, taking my red pen and slashing away at those mistakes, and so. Brother George would enter those corrections into the computer and we would print them out again and and then look at them again, make sure that... So anyway, so all that proofreading work is done. Two days ago, we went to the printing place. We saw these huge sheets of paper being printed out and the book is slowly coming together. So thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. And speaking of paper being printed, trees. That's right. We're going to talk about trees today, right? That's right. I think you mentioned a tree tip, something Dun, 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 ecological Christmas. Tree tip number one. To have an ecological Christmas, it takes four different tree tips uh, in order to sink your roots real deep this Christmas. Right. Ecological Christmas, why do we call it that? Well, we had a talk from uh, Monsignor Carballo. That's right. He's a bishop here in Rome, and he's secretary of the instit- or the congregation that's in charge of, there in the Vatican, that's in charge of all the um, congregation, religious congregations and institutes of apostolic life. Right. They published a book recently on perseverance and fidelity to your vocation right. for religious. And he said, we talk a lot about ecology today, and I'd agree with him, but we forget ourselves. The pinnacle of God's creation is man. And yet we worry all about trees not being cut down to print songbooks that are 700 pages and things. Right. <laughs> but we don't, we don't think about ourselves. You know, the, the we're made in the image and likeness of God. Right. And God loves us so much that he becomes man this yeah. Christmas. Like, think about, like, folks. Like, what Brother Luke just said is a huge revolutionary idea. Like, and we all hear this so much. Uh, God becomes man. God becomes man. God became man at Christmas. God is a little baby. But think how revolutionary that was 2,000 years ago when that happened. Well, first of all, when it happened, people didn't realize it. People didn't know that God became man. But people's understanding of God was, you know, like in Greece and Rome, it was like, you know, these these pagan gods who are, you know, lounging away in heaven, you know, eating grapes, you know, commanding wars, you know, from their from their heavenly abode, or um, even even the, the 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 Jewish people, they they wouldn't that that wasn't an idea that entered into their into their you know obviously very holy and, and profound understanding of you know of the one true God. Or other religions that, you know, just, you know, like spirits, you know, on, on the earth. Like God, like the God becoming one of us. The absolute one. Yeah. Like that's, 
it's something that we all it's a, it's it's what the church calls a mystery and like the incarnation is a mystery it's it's not something that we can fully grasp and that's why every time we come around to this time of year there's always something new that we can take out of the incarnation because it's not something that we can fully grasp we can get little aspects here and there so so don't be discouraged if it's like oh christmas again you know uh, like what am I going to learn? Like uh, it's just about presence. No, like, like God becomes man. Like what? What does that mean for me? You know. So here comes tree tip number one. Dun dun dun. Ecological Christmas. Time for yourself. That's right, brother Andrew. When you take time for yourself, how does that help you to sink your roots deep, and especially this Advent Christmas season? Right. Um, well, I I need to recharge, brother Luke, because. Um, I mean, my vocation is about specifically dedicated to, to serving others, serving the church. Well, first of all, serving the people in my religious community, since I'm a member of a religious order, but then serving the church as a whole. Um, and that's tiring, you know? Um, sometimes, I, like the whole book project, uh, it's a service to my community, but it was, it was really, a lot of it was really grueling. Um, and some days I had to sleep in a little bit more. Um, or like mental work, like when we're studying or preparing projects, like, you need to take you need to take time away from that, um, or or especially um, when I'm, you know, I'm I'm sharing spiritual content with a lot of people, you know, through the, the small apostles that I do, and I have to recharge those spiritual batteries because I can't I can't give what I don't have. Check out brother Andrew on Instagram. <laughs> check out brother Andrew on Facebook. Check out brother. Check him out on YouTube. Well. <laughs> He's all over the place, and you will be enriched. But um, so we need to recharge. And I think I think that, um, you know, when we say take time for yourself, that's we have to distinguish. The world says the same thing. Take time for yourself. And that's what we're saying, too. So how are they how are they different? Uh, maybe, Brother Luke, you could explain. Like, what is the world's way of taking time for yourself? The way that I oh, the world's way of understanding and then the way that I or Brother Andrew or the church might understand it. Uh, you can think of it as a very, in a very selfish way. You can think of it as, um, I have my time to do the things I like to do. And so I kind of ignore other needs or the needs of other people or my family or friends. That's not what we're talking about. Um, when it becomes just all about you, that's not good, but taking time for yourself, this ecological Christmas time (laughs) is about isn't that a great title, folks? Ecological <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Taking time for yourself is about recharging, like Brother Andrew said, so that you can give quality time to the other people in your lives. The other three tree tips are going to be uh, coming is time for God, mm-hmm. time for your family, and time to serve others, time for mission or service. If I don't first make sure that I'm healthy, that I have recharged, that Mm-hmm. Uh, my roots are really sunk deep. Yeah, I'm not stressed out running all over the place and I have no time for myself and reflection and quiet time. Mm-hmm. Then I can't really give quality time to my spouse or my kids or my siblings and friends. Yeah, exactly. And and think, folks, remember that Jesus said, he told us, love, love I think he love your neighbor as yourself. And so, okay, we all, we all, we all get that idea. Okay, yeah, we have to love our neighbor. Yeah, we're good. We, we understand that. But he's comparing it to the love we have for ourselves. And so when Jesus says that, he's presupposing, he's, he's, he's thinking, okay, we all love ourselves. So we all take care of ourselves. We all, when we have to, in the same way, you need to love other people. So Jesus is, is presupposing 
that we have a love for ourselves. And we, we need to have a, a, a rightly ordered love for ourselves. We have to take care of ourselves, which yeah. is what Brother Luke is saying. Exactly. And just like when I love someone, I want that person, I don't want to see that person stressed out all the time and whipping themselves and fasting all the time yeah. and mm -hmm. sackcloth and ashes as the Old Testament says a lot. <laughs> yeah. God as well, he's right there as Brother Andrew saying, saying, hey, take care of yourself first and then you can go and you can take care of my other children, your, your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's really important. To do that, Brother Andrew, how, like, what are some ways that you can love yourself, you can take care of yourself, right. you can sink your roots deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, there's always a tension, right? Because because we have like we have to take time for ourselves, but we also have the tension of serving others, right? So there's always a there's always a tension, and and, it, and it's okay. That's okay that there's a tension. We don't need to that we're not we're not striving for at least from the Christian perspective. We're not striving for what you might call like a Buddhist idea of total inner like void emptiness without any f um, feelings, you know, f being frustrated um, in my limited understanding of, of, of Buddhist uh, theology. Um, <laughs> That's his next book coming out, 700 pages on, <laughs> our on Buddha. Our Buddhist listeners can correct me. Um, there's a lot we share, you know, with, with Buddhists, you know, like the God is all important, right? We have a very different understanding of who God is. But, but so how do we take time for ourselves? Well, we have to, like, we're body and soul. Everything goes back to that. So we have, we have like, that's who we are. You and I are body and soul together. So we have to take care of our bodies and we have to take care of our souls. Um, I think that's a pretty simple idea that we can all understand. We have to, we have to eat well. We have to sleep well. Um, we, we can't, we have to eat, a, eat balanced. Like we can't just eat junk food. All, I mean, like this is, this is basic stuff, but we, but we have to like, you know, do it, you know? Um, we have to feed our, we're also soul. We have to feed our minds. We have to, we're made to grow and understand and learn new things. So each at his own level, right? Because we all have different gifts, but we have to, we have to read. We have to, um, it, but not only we have to, it's, enjoy, it's, enjoy, we have to find, it's like, it's like learning about wine or tasting wine. Like maybe it's hard in the beginning, but once you, you get a taste where it's like, wow, this is a new way of a new level of existence living. I love that wine example. And I know nothing about wine. But when I hear people who do know things about wine, they start describing things that I didn't even notice or even think that wine could uh, contain. There's like a, what are some of the terms that you use? Like juiciness or like, or uh, wine like dry <laughs> wine <-ness. laughs> This one's dry. This one's fruity. Yeah. This one. Cap uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Saturates my palate with <laughs> the aroma of, and so they go on and on. And there are things that because they've they've taken time to appreciate wine, they notice a whole other world yeah. uh, behind this uh, grape juice yeah. that I had no idea existed. Right. And in the same way, when you take time for yourself, you're going to notice there's so many small things that you can learn to appreciate that, you know, uh, the tree in front of your house, like maybe just take, you know, a few seconds to appreciate it this, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. after you hear this podcast or... Yeah. Uh, of course, the people in your lives, you know, and sometimes we think only of, oh, that person let me down. That person was late for, you know, we we're supposed to meet at this restaurant and they didn't show up until 30 minutes later. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can think about those things, but what about all the good things that that person's done for you and, or just the jokes that they tell that kind of right. get you out of a bad mood sometimes. And there's so many small things that we can appreciate. Mm -hmm. And that has, a, that has a therapeutic effect on ourselves. And once I'm kind of, I snap out of this activist, stressed out, go, go, go mode, mm -hmm. or a little bit of negativity because of the restrictions and hard, hard moments. Uh, now I'm ready for tree tip number two, three, and four. <gasps> 
Dum dum dum. Ecological Christmas. Number two is time for God. So if you want to sink your roots deep this Christmas, we have to contemplate the mystery that is Christmas. We've already talked about that, that God becomes man. Brother Andrew, what are uh, some challenges maybe to this one? Because it's not enough even just to go to mass and then check it off a list or, uh, I don't know, have like a little chocolate calendar that has little pictures of angels mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. those oh, are that's, always fun though like get like i really do like opening those. up the little cardboard doors i really and... miss that <laughs> <laughs> chocolate advent calendar that for, me, for me that chocolate always tasted so much better than any other chocolate i'd ever tasted yeah but uh-huh. i think if you know i tasted it now i'd be like man this is kind of cheap and, and my family we would we would keep the same calendar like and so there were there, the, ah. so the years after well it was actually it wasn't fun because the chocolate was always gone because he bought the advent calendar. Exactly. Open the doors. There's a chocolate. And then next year, well, we didn't replace it. We just ha- kept it in the same box and, and it was empty. Kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> <laughs> but we also, we also had another one with like, um, um, you know, Christmas ornaments, you know, each day, whatever. But. So then how, how can chocolate or not in your advent calendar? Mm-hmm. What are, um, yeah, what are some challenges and what are some ways to overcome challenges to this second tree tip. Yeah. If I want to be a strong, rich Christmas tree. Right, exactly. Nice, nice, a nice big fir tree like you find like in Europe. Yes. Like in the Vatican, they, they I don't know if they've, maybe soon they'll put up their Christmas tree, but they always go to some, you know, forested area in Italy or Austria or Germany and they get this huge, beautiful fir tree and they bring it to the Vatican and um, we want to be like that, you know? We want to be able to- Oh, um, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree. How does it go? How After? lovely are your branches. Okay. We might break into songs <laughs> just because Randomly. it's that time of year. That's right. You know? Sorry so to interrupt. How, so how do we how do we give time for God with this tree tip number two? Um, what are the challenges? Well, for me, and I think for most people out there, the biggest challenge of this time of the year is just, it's so busy. It's so darn busy. There's so many events going on. Um, this year is different. This year, there aren't as many events going on. This year, there aren't as many big family gatherings, uh, unless unless you just don't care and you just want to get, get all together, right? <laughs> uh, which is probably what's happening with, with a lot of people anyways. But this year, it's a little different because there aren't as many public you know, gatherings. So, so actually, um, there might be less difficulties this year um, to live a good Advent, to, live, to prepare for Christmas, because we don't have to organize as many things. We don't have to cook as many potluck dinners. We don't have to um, maybe wrap as many presents for like Secret Santa stuff or whatever. I don't know. This Christmas, white elephant. Or, or, or a white elephant, yeah. Um, or Yankee Swap. Whoa, <laughs> I like that. Like when you, that's when, that's Secret Santa, but when you don't like your Secret Santa gift, you immediately declare Yankee Swap and you switch with somebody else who got a better gift. Ah, that's good. <laughs> good trick, listeners. You pay attention. Exactly. Um, so, so, so the external elements, since this year there, there aren't as many, it's, it's quieter. And honestly, Brother Luke, more than Chris, the Christmas season, more than the Easter season, my favorite season of the year is Advent, really. Hmm. Um, because I find that it's not as, it's not a busy, like it's, it's a quieter season, you know? Naturally, yes, there can be a lot of events going on, but it's it's sort of like a, a quiet expectation. What's going to happen? We all know, you know, Jesus is going to be born, right? But it's the quiet expectation of, of prayer. Um, 
So I think in this tree tip number two, giving time for God, well, since we have more time on our hands or we should, it's, I mean, most people should have more time. Um, what I suggest is just go to the prophet Isaiah. He's, he's, he's what we're hearing at mass um, every day. He's, he's the great uh, prophet of, of the Messiah who, who proclaims the Messiah coming. And his readings are just out of this world. Um, so if I were you, I would, I would crack open your, your missile or go online, uh, readings for the day. You can find it um, anywhere. Just Google it. And the prophet Isaiah is just, uh, go to Isaiah chapter 11. I'll give that as your homework. Isaiah chapter 11. In that, in that chapter, we talk about, or the, uh, the prophet talks about how the child will, you know, Im- imagining the future messianic kingdom, you know, what it's going to be like. And he says, the child will lay his hand in the adder's lair. Uh, the lion and the, the lamb will walk together. Um, I don't know. The ostrich and the elephant will jump. I don't know. Maybe that's not in there, but. <laughs> I guess from Lion King. <laughs> exactly. But he's, but he's imagining this, this future. Um, and, and like we were saying before with the incarnation, we, we, can't, we can't get used to the idea that we have a Messiah. We can't get used to it. And Christ wants those, that miracle that was foretold by Isaiah and that Christ brought, and we read about it you know, in the gospel throughout the day how, um, or throughout the week, how Christ comes and he heals the, the lame and the sick. He wants to bring about that same peace between uh, ferocious beasts mm-hmm. now, today. And how? Well, there's so many ways he does it. And um, we talked last episode about some of the divisions politically and how that kind of causes separation and can even break friendships, um, mm-hmm. solid friendships that were there before. Christ coming this Christmas is remembering that he has the power to mend those relationships. A lion and a lamb sleeping together you know, and resting together and in peace is an image of, of what Christ, what the transformation that, that God brings, when his, that his presence brings. Uh, this Christmas, you can find God in the person maybe that bothers you, or mm-hmm. uh, you can find God in uh, difficult situations. You can ask him to be present more uh, when you're challenged this Advent. Mm-hmm. Continue bringing Christ into your life. Saint uh, Bernard of Clairvaux, I th- believe it is, uh-huh. talks about the three comings of Christ. So, Brother Andrew, what would the first coming be? Well, so the first coming is is what um, Advent is mainly about, what we read in the, in the Mass. The chosen people, Israel, are all longing for a Messiah. Please come, somebody, save us. Please come and restore justice. Um, make all the earth acknowledge you. Uh, make our society... Um, you know, ordered and just and, and, and give us shalom, give us peace. Um, that's the whole people of Israel longing for this one figure. Um, and who's also interesting enough, um, he's, there are many prophecies, even from pagan uh, figures, sibyls, uh, women, prophetic pagan women, who also foretell in this period, you know, while the Jewish people are, um, you know, thriving in Israel, um, that this one figure is is, is going to come. And so everybody is longing for this one figure. Um, that's the first coming. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Then we got, so Christmas is the first coming. Then we got the third coming. What, what does that refer to? Oh, the third coming. At that the many end of, movies have been about. Yeah, and... That's right. At the end of time, you know, when all, 
when every hour and second spent here on earth will be converted into ash before the judge. Okay, so if you want to hear more about the third coming, you can read Revelation. That's right. You can read the end of Matthew's gospel. You can watch apocalyptic videos on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have this other, this second coming between the first and the third. That's where we are now. That Christ can and does come to us every single day when we pray, when we go to mass, in the sick person, in whoever's around me. Christ is present. He's constantly coming to us. And it's just us being aware this Advent 2020 Mm -hmm. that the second coming is here and now. And the first coming, we remember, so that we become hopeful for this third coming. Right. But knowing that Christ has come and he's here and that's the second coming. Right. So let's live that second coming. Right. The truth of that second coming. Exactly. Every day. And there's so many ways to do that. Exactly. And and I would really, before we go on to the next um, tree tip, um, I think we should really... I mean, we should, we don't, during, when Advent happens, it's not like we're all like, okay, like covering my eyes and my ears, like, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, on <laughs> December 24th in the evening, who what's, knows? What's that funny looking crib thing between a donkey uh, and yeah. a cow? Like, I wonder what's going to go there. I or? hope, I hope uh, somebody's born, you know, like we all know what's going to happen, right? It's, so it's not like a make-believe time, but I think it's really what the church really wants us to live. It's not, it's not like, okay, we hope Christ comes or you know, we hope he comes at the end of time. We know he's going to do that. What the church wants us is to focus on what Brother Luke just said, on that second coming, like like of the three comings, the second, Jesus coming to us in grace, coming to us in grace. And since we follow Christ and since we're baptized, he's given us, I don't know how to explain, maybe some, he's given us this special power, the special grace to to be united to him, to perceive him in other people, to 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 be... Um, meek and patient um, when it, in adverse situations. He's, he's given us power over the world, um, and we need to tap into that. Amen. That power is what grace is. So you can say, I cannot be patient with this person. I cannot stand you know, this person. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. I can't. Well, you're right. Mm-hmm. But grace is a participation. It's taking on the power of God himself. God is in you. Mm-hmm. And so you can do all things. So you can be patient with that person. Yes. You can do it. Yes, absolutely. And that leads us to dun, 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 ecological Christmas. Tree tip number three, time with family. I don't think we need to insist too much on this point. Right. Uh, because who doesn't want to be with their family this time of year? Well, maybe you've been cooped up with your family the whole year and you're like, oh, man, <laughs> grandma's coming Enough over of these again. people. <laughs> No, but it's it's also it's a beautiful time to spend quality time with your family because maybe we're on the go and so you're kind of crossing paths a lot, but maybe not necessarily spending that quality time mm-hmm. um, with your family. And you can even do that virtually. So my my family for my dad's 60th birthday, happy happy late birthday, dad. Mm. I told him happy birthday on his okay, birthday. Okay, that's obviously. good. That's, I'm glad you remembered that. Yeah, that'd be bad if I just remember now. What day was his birthday? November 14th. November 14th, Okay. And um, so we had, so even virtually, we had a, my little sister is very creative, Madeline, uh, came up with like a trivia game and we all connected through Zoom and we were able to have a family, you know, quality time. It's not the same as me being sitting on the couch next to my dad, right? but be creative, find ways um, to connect with your loved ones mm-hmm. this Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's part of that. If you want to really sink your roots deep, it's with yourself. It's with God, 
But mm-hmm. then that, that, there's also this ver- this very important element of others. We need others. The yes. church, mm-hmm. you know, we're not saved alone. Uh, Christ called 12 apostles. Uh, there is the church with one head and then and the body um, with Christ and all of us. We're we're all one body. We're so we need we need each other. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to be islands, uh, and especially at Christmas. So exactly. if you if you are an island, try to mm-hmm. connect uh, like Pangea yourself. <laughs> connect to the land, <laughs> Pangea. <laughs> or if you see other islands out there, um, my parents gave me a really good example. Uh, at, for Thanksgiving, um, they invited. Um, this 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 woman over she was probably uh, about their age uh, she found out she was going to be a grandmother for the first time um and but they, they invited her over to the, the small thanksgiving meal for for the thanksgiving meal and, and it was, for me it was a good example of you know they could have just had their meal you know a special time of the year just just their intimate family you know my brother was with them um but they invited somebody else and so if you see i mean obviously we all have to be careful with you know uh situation but you know, if you see that you can somehow reach out to somebody who's alone, somebody, maybe somebody's, somebody who's feeling sad because somebody in their family recently passed away and it's, it'll, be the, it'll be maybe the first Christmas without, you know, that person um, or somebody who's just doesn't, is kind of single, is alone or, you know, reach out to those people because, um, because that's what Jesus would do. Jesus is in that person. Um and that person has not only has value because Jesus is in in him or her, but because that person is a child of God, um, and and Jesus has come to show us that real life is in living this love with other people. So so look out for for those islands that you see, people who are kind of you know, you know, and 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 overcome. We need to overcome our, our that resistance that we feel that. Because once we overcome that little resistance of, oh, it's going to make me feel uncomfortable, or oh, I don't want to do that, or oh, once we overcome that, we're going to feel um, the peace that comes from loving. Because when we're love, we, we are like God. Hmm. And, and there's nobody who's ha- as happy as God. No. He's been, and he's been happy for all eternity. That's right. Until and, uh, the end of time. Until the end of time and beyond. Which will never end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just yesterday, um, recently we had a... Uh, pastoral course. So the brothers, I am in my last year of theology here and right. uh, in Rome. I'm in my first. And Brother Andrew's in his first. And so the the brothers that are finishing up, we've organized a couple uh, meetings tra- throughout the year where we're going to go deeper into the sacraments, to the into the rites, the meaning behind the rites, the words that we're saying, what the mystery actually taking place is. And yesterday we started off this uh, pastoral course with the anointing of the sick. Very, very uh, interesting comments by some of the those who gave us the talks. But one of them that hits me that kind of hits on this point is the art of listening. And kind of going back to that that first point uh, about taking time for yourself. First, that tree, first tip. tree tip. That's right. Uh, is to kind of stop, have a moment of silence before you, as a priest, walking into a hospital, walking into a home to... Uh, celebrate the anointing of the sick to um, accompany this person who's in, you know, a hard moment in their lives. It doesn't have to be right before death. It used to be, um, have another name and it was more like in reference to the name, at least to like someone's dying moments, but it's not that it's, it can be any kind of danger of death um, or a serious illness. Um, And we were talking about that, but it was very important to take that moment and kind of get a hold of yourself in a sense of saying, okay, how am I feeling right now? What is, what effect does death, death or sickness have on me? 
And what and maybe it can seem kind of um, unrelated or what does that have to do with just going in there and getting the job done, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Same thing with our families. Kind of, um, I was thinking listening to a person kind of takes, uh, it re- relies on that I've listened to myself beforehand. So like what Andrew was saying, like, there's a resistance to me to go talk to that person. Well, ask yourself beforehand, why is there a resistance in mm-hmm. me? Uh, why why does this sick person cause me uh, grief or sadness or whatever? Because that's going to help me then to connect with that person better. And just by connecting with myself, I then can connect with that person better. So ask yourself, why is there resistance to yeah. reaching out to that person who seems like an island? Oh, maybe I'm, uh, I feel like I might get rejected. Okay, now you know that. And you're being aware of that already prepares you better for mm-hmm. that encounter. Mm-hmm. And it'll go better. But I was thinking as Brother Andrew was talking too, that, you know, we're islands because maybe we don't know how to listen. You know, and we live with our families, but we're all sort of islands or with our friends or here at the seminary, it can happen to us. There's mm-hmm. 200 of us. Right. How could you ever feel alone in a house with so many people? Well, it happens or at work, same thing. It can happen. Uh, learning to listen and to make the other per- person the protagonist of that encounter. It's not about me and always, always me. It's put another person in the forefront, learn yeah. to listen. Yes. Uh, and take time to listen. That's not always easy. And there's a, there's a real, fu- I would really, I would really hammer the point that there's a real fullness of life that you experience when you focus on somebody else. It's, 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 I think we've all experienced this. Um, you know, you feel like a, something is different. This is, this is, this is a quality of, of life that I don't experience when I'm doing other, other humdrum things. When, when we're focused on somebody else, when we really love that person, um, it really brings, like we were saying, it really brings us a lot of joy. Um, sometimes it, it'll be hard because we have, we're overcoming it. We're overcoming an initial, you know, rejection of, of you know, some, we don't want to do this or it's hard, but little by little, we start experiencing that that joy, that abundance of life uh, that Jesus came to bring us. Yeah. Yeah. Listening and not always, you don't always have to have the perfect response. And sometimes you don't even have to respond. Just being with the person. Take time this Christmas. That's treat tip number three to be with your family. Sink down those roots. And last but not least, dum, 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 ecological Christmas. Treat tip number four, service. We've already kind of touched a little bit upon this this mm-hmm. one, so we don't have to insist too much. Mm-hmm. But having uh, a mission or having a purpose in life can help you go deeper into the Christmas season. And again, it could be complicated with restrictions and distancing and masks and all those things. Right. But again, uh, what are ways, Andrew, that come to your mind of how we and how other people can serve this Christmas? Well, the most important thing, Brother Luke, is is not the activity that we carry out. No? No, it is not. It's not the activity. It's not the external thing, organizing this, um, doing a food drive, um, I don't know, X, Y, and Z, whatever, whatever activity that you could think of or something. The important thing is to have your heart centered on what Jesus invites us to. That's the most important thing. Because once, because all the circumstances always change, right? Um, and we always adapt to the circumstances, right? I mean, people have seen, like you know, and 
for good or for better or for worse, different, different people have have adjusted to like in, in the church, you know, priests not being able to have the faithful with them on Sunday. Yeah. Some responses have have been great. Like like I saw a picture of one priest here in Italy who printed out um, you know, photos of his parishioners and, and, and taped them into his pews. Really? And he, <laughs> and he, and he sent a picture of, of that to all of his faithful to realize, to, to show how much he loved his flock. Right. Um, sometimes, so sometimes circumstances provoke creativity. Other times, you know, they can provoke like, you know, like, oh, this is so hard and, and it can provoke laziness or right. not wanting to. So we have to be on our guard. The most important thing is not the, the material external thing that we do. Um, because the circumstances will always be changing in the future. Well, in, in the f- near future, hopefully, we'll have a vaccine, right? And so we'll be able to get back to our to, to normal activities. But the most important thing is where is my heart going, and and how am I living out what what Jesus is telling me in my heart? Hmm. Um, it's not enough. It, it isn't enough just to stay with the principle, but the principle is the most important part. Because that principle, if it's true and it's a real conviction, it becomes action. Yeah. But if you focus just on the action, you can become just like someone performing and doing things externally right, but then inside, kind of like that pharisaical, typical pharisaical mm-hmm. um, attitude that we see in a lot of Jesus' parables. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not bad that they're faithful to the law. Right. What is not pleasing to God is that they're doing it for the wrong reasons, made to be noticed, all those things. And so, yeah, keeping that, like you said, keeping that principle uh, very near and dear is going to then help us mm-hmm. t- and it'll translate exactly into, into action naturally. Exactly. Um, and that principle is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. That is the most important commandment. That's the principle. That's what our faith is about. And that changes everything. So this Christmas, don't make it like any or every other Christmas. Make it an ecological Christmas. That's right. So Brother Andrew, after saying all these four tree tips, after talking about your song book. Should we copyright, copyright tree tip? I'm, I'm, I'm worried that somebody will take it. Uh, is there a lawyer out there that could help us out? <laughs> exactly. Call me up. Give uh, us 20 bucks so we can copyright it. <laughs> I don't know how much copyrights cost. It is pretty good. Um, that'll be our first term coined That's on right. this podcast, right? Oh, man. Maybe yeah. not the last. Maybe not the last. That's right. Um, but yeah, so Brother Andrew, after, after all this that we've said, how would you wrap up this episode? What with what final word to give to our listeners to help them once this podcast finishes, which will be soon, <laughs> and they walk Thanks away. Thanks for giving me time. <laughs> and they walk away from their phones, which will be quick. Yes. Um, what's the, the final phrase that they can walk away with? Advent is about being at peace because the great idea of God coming in the flesh to save us is such a mind-blowing earth-shatteringly new reality it's 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 the only new thing that really exists under the sun everything else is the same thing it's just rehashed this is the one new thing um, and so we should be as much as possible at peace we need to be people of peace um, 
you know, the angels on Christmas Eve um, said glory to God in the highest and peace to people of goodwill. Um, why, why at peace? Because, because we have a savior. We have somebody who, who is going to right all of the wrongs that have happened and that will happen from the beginning of time until the end. We have somebody who is taking on the sins, our, my sins, Brother Andrew's sins, on his, on his back. And, he's, and, he, and he nails it to the cross. We have a Savior who shows me the way forward, who went through death and you know, is stretching his hand towards mine from the other side. And all I have to do is grab it, and then he'll take me through even the most difficult experience of life, my own death. And, and he'll be holding my hand the whole way. So Advent should really be a moment of, of peace for us. But not only for us, like we were said in tree tip number one, you know, time for us, recharging, yes. But we have to bring that peace to other people. Um, if we really want to change the world, we need to, to be rooted in this interior peace because people will notice that about us and say, hey, he, he's, he's different. She's different. She has something else. What, what's, what's the deal with it? She's not, she's not getting angry, you know, when I'm complaining to her. Or he's not, or he's not, you know, frustrated, you know, the way when I would be frustrated. Or, or that, or that guy is taking a couple, like a minute after mass to give thanks for holy, like holy communion. Like, like the, we need to have this peace. Hmm. Once we acquire interior peace, a multitude will find salvation through us. Hmm. So, it came to mind for me um, as well to kind of wrap up this episode. Pick a nativity character. And live your Advent like that nativity character. That's a so cool idea. You could be Mary, who is whose tummy is getting re- nice and big right now, <laughs> and she's very Mary. Yeah, she's very <laughs> Mary, and she, but she can't take her mind off of the the Savior being born in her. You can be Saint Joseph, who is is working hard, but is at the same time kind of preparing the way, the house, and everything for. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus to be born. Yeah. You can be the shepherds who are faithfully at, at work and that's what's going to prepare them to hear this message from the angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, what made me think of that is I highly recommend uh, The Chosen for those uh, that yeah, haven't the watched series. the series. Okay. But they've also come out with, I don't know if it was before all the series or after or during, but there's a 20-minute uh, Christmas special. Uh, so hopefully with that you could find it because I don't know exactly what it's called. Okay. But it's about the nativity story and the protagonist is one of the shepherds. Uh, extremely beautiful um, understanding and interpretation and uh, going deeper into the the gospel. But yeah, pick a character from the nativity scene we all know and go deeper and try to live this Christmas like one of those people Mm -hmm. who for sure took time for themselves, took time for God, Mm -hmm. took time to be with their family and their loved ones, and they were ready to serve. Yeah. And so those are the four tree tips we leave for you this Christmas season so that you can have an boom, 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 ecological Christmas. God bless.